this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Guys, we have a huge development in the White Elephant Gate story. I did some research, and it is going to blow your mind. So we're blowing the doors off this whole thing. You didn't do any research. You contacted the girl that you pissed off, and she didn't remember it, which I don't even know if I believe that. I'd like to listen to maybe a recording of you interviewing Corey. (laughs) All right, so first of all, that is what happened, and that's research, to reach out to somebody. Are journalists not researchers? I did some research. I reached out to this girl from college and said, hey, do you remember the White Elephant Gift Exchange? And she said, no. What was so the gift? So she didn't remember any of it. No. Like, did she remember the party? No, no she... memory of anything. So this woman clearly has early onset dementia. And <laughs> I mean... No, clearly this just doesn't matter to her no, at all. Like, that can't be right. Yeah, no, no I, uh, I have been walking around feeling bad about it for years. Shh. And she has... No memory. And She's she referred... Julianne Moore from Still <laughs> Alice. <laughs> this would be the last thing she would remember before she lost all her memory. <laughs> no, listen. She said that she thought the gift idea was hilarious and that she didn't remember any of well, it. Well, be like... You should have said, well, you didn't think it was so hilarious in college. It's possible possible that i have blown this up over time that's it too her reaction that's an alternative that Mm -hmm. we haven't considered i feel like that's like when we would get into fights and like i would think that we had had a conversation and you're like yeah that big blow up that we had like i feel like that you Mm -hmm. do you reference fights that i don't even remember and they're like seared into your psyche right and it was like those fights were like three weeks ago and i'd be like you remember that fight we had yesterday and you're like what are you talking about we just had a conversation no yeah, so that absolutely could have been part of it. I um, I think there's some more to add to this. We got some Gmails about the white elephant gift exchange situation. So I want some other people wanted to uh, to weigh in on this. We got Sarah weighing in on this. Says she's been to different parties with different rules. One was that you had to re-gift something from your house. She we've, brought. We've been to parties like that. Right. She brought her Rock of Love DVDs. Side note, she says we need to recap Rock of Love. And then in a follow-up email, she said, now that I'm going down this white elephant memory lane, I went to another one of these highly controversial events and got a naked Barbie that someone else's child had drawn on. Now that is objectively Mm. worse than the garbage racket. Um, Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. (laughs) I also, there's another wrinkle I want to add. Why are we going to parties where people are just like, here's some shit? Because it's funny. It's funny. She's talking about this. It wasn't funny for Corey. But maybe she said it was hilarious. You know what sucks (laughs) about parties like this is there's always like 
two gifts that are really actually good. And so two people get something great. They get like a handle of vodka or when I really wanted that t-shirt that said like Santa Claus is coming and then Santa says that's what she said. Right, but that is clearly a gag gift. You just wanted nope, it. No, I wore it all the time. I wore it to teach in. Well, you recall <laughs> I got you a version know, of that you shirt because you, you wanted it so badly. And I believe I was pleased with that gift. Yes. But one of the few. <laughs> <laughs> you would not have been pleased with the busted racket. I'm just saying there are very clearly different rules for these situations. I agree with that. Laura and I were talking about this as well, and she was talking about a party that she went to where they specified the gifts had to be $25 or less. I would not have brought the racket to a party with those rules because it implies that you're spending money on something. If you have to have a specific rule tell you that you should spend money on a gift instead of bringing something that you found on the curb, then I feel like that's maybe a sign of a bigger issue. It is not because I think Sarah clearly is on my side on this one. Lawstetter did not remember this party, but was on my side as well. Uh, Everybody's really on my side on this one. I also want to throw in one more point that had come to mind. This was, these are, were college students. Like, I don't think I would bring the racket now. Yes, you would. To a, no, so first of all, we have, you referenced, we have gone to gag gift exchange parties. And recently. I believe you brought a gift to one of those parties that you said would be quote unquote hilarious. And the people were like, what the fuck? Who gave this gift? Was it that dancing bear? Yes. But then. And they were like, great, thank you. No, but then there was a guy took it and started dancing around with it. <laughs> and it was a delightful time. Uh I feel like your gift-giving picker is off, to quote Leslie. I think that this is yet another good sign that we're no longer together, so we don't have to attend these events (laughs) together. (laughs) Because I'm going to keep bringing bad gifts to bad gift parties. I don't don't even mind a bad gift. I think it's just the fact that you think that it's so funny, and it's like... I mean, there's funny gifts. I do think there are funny gifts. You know who said that the racket gift was hilarious? Corey. Two days ago. Well, when she got it, <laughs> said she it was hilarious. Didn't think that it was. What did you get at that party instead of the ho 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 shirt, the the Santa Claus is coming shirt? Do you, you remember? Get? Is this a no. test? <laughs> well, it is a test, but I don't remember. Um, I feel like I got like a hat that had a light built into it. Does that ring any bells? No. You feel like you got that? Are you using that a lot? Uh, I, well, I, wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't use that dancing bear. <laughs> My point is that in the end, the experience is the party. And so like years later, this lady, Sarah, is emailing us about the Barbie that she got drawn on and nobody is emailing about like, I got some chocolates and that was nice. No, actually, I distinctly remember one year wanting, uh, there there was a gift with a lot of stuff in it. 
It had that Into the Woods DVD, but it Into also the woods, had the woods are good. a bunch of chocolate, and I wanted it because of the chocolate, and Amanda stole it because she wanted the Into the Woods DVD. And I was like, Amanda, I will give you this DVD. Just let me keep this chocolate. And she wouldn't do it. And what'd you get instead? I don't remember. It's the ex. Experience, well, my not experience was this blows. <laughs> but you remember it and it was memorable. No, I remember wanting the chocolate. Yes, and you remember, but you don't remember what you actually got. The gift doesn't matter. All right, let's move on. I've got some other shout outs. I've got something that you're going to enjoy. You probably knew this already. We've got an email from our listener, Lee, who told us several things. Okay. One of which is, I think you know this. We may have even talked about this before, but it blew my mind all over again. Did you know that the Beach Club featured in 90210? Oh, she sent this to me And too. Saved by the Bell is the same resort. Or maybe you, did you I forwarded it to you, yes. it to me? Uh... I did not know that. It, that's amazing. And that it's the host of like satanic rituals. Yes. According to the Save by the Bell wiki page, a satanic cult used the grounds for multiple ceremonies during the 1920s, which gave Tiffany Amber Thiessen the creeps. Was it a beach club back then? Like I have no idea what it was in the 1920s. I'd love to dig a little deeper. I or would, I'd love for Robin to dig a little deeper. Any of the Robins. If one of the Robins really wants to assert themselves, really wants to get to the head of the pack, find out what was going on at this beach club in the 20s. It is spooky season. This is the perfect time mm-hmm, to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we had that nugget. And then she also asked... Why is underwater welding automatically oh, a hot job? Right. I think this is a great question. It's because it's dangerous. It's so I said to her it's dangerous but also helpful. Yeah. But like it's both of those things. Like it requires a lot of skill and it's dangerous. And it also implies like fitness. Like he's got to be really fit. I was going to say it's physical. Yeah, it's physical. So I think that it is a hot job. I don't think the mask is I actually that hot. like it's unusual. Yes. Like who knows an underwater well? Exactly. Like honestly, I had never even thought about that as a job before I heard John. Like I never thought about things needing to be welded I underwater. I thought about it because there's a book where there's say maybe it's like a jennifer egan book where one of the characters is an underwater welder it's a it's a lady welder whoa now yeah. that's hot i'm gonna have to Google a lady that. welder yeah. underwater welder aye, oh, aye, oh, aye, oh, boy, i'm aye. getting a little hot under the collar like to weld with her all right yeah, so I yeah i think that that is a fair assessment so there's the answer to your question lee and then lastly we got some cicada stands Oh, Lee, the same, the email that Lee sent is called oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum is way hotter than John Cicada. And Tofu Gestapo said that uh, she's here for Goldblum. So people are more Goldblum fans than Cicada fans. Why choose? <laughs> Good point. Why? Ch- I think most people, also our fan Bridge sent me a text that said, didn't you know that John Cicada and Jeff Goldblum are brothers? And it was just a lie to fuck with me. So thanks, Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. Um, the book is Manhattan Beach. It is just for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, you liked that book, didn't yep, you? It was yeah, good. I yep. mean, it's got a lady welder in it. Sounds yeah. like the kind of smut that our friend you Katie know would it's read. Fiction, <laughs> lady welders. <laughs> what will they think of next? Yeah. All right, you have some shout-outs uh, for us. Just a few, maybe even just. 
one. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank y'all for all the comments on our Halloween post, mostly just the hashtag fuck Miki. Do you feel like we've taken this too far? No, because she won't leave us alone. All right. All That's right. the thing. And also, let's point out, I don't think the <laughs> listeners know this, we could have doxed her like years ago and we, we didn't and we won't. Doxter. Yeah, like we know who she is. Um, but we're oh, not like revealing that's right. her identity. I that. Our yes. friend Rachel found yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So we we have been Honorary we have had Robin. restraint in this situation. And I don't want to, I'm just saying we have been we have pulled our punches. That's right, that's yeah. right. Um, Katie says Ryan is correct about the Paul Rudd and friends joke. Mike didn't poop the whole time they were on their honeymoon. And she says, Ryan, I like you more now that you reference this. Oh, I like you less. You know why I like you less? <laughs> why? Because you hate friends. So like, why are you out here with this like weird friends fact? All you do is bitch about how friends is not funny. Okay. So That's first of all, all, you do. I don't think I've mentioned friends in years. Well, other guess than this. What? Matthew Perry's coming back to haunt your ass. <laughs> R.I.P. Could I guy. be any more of a ghost yeah. haunting you? And I specifically said, like, I'm not a friends person, but for some reason I remember this joke. I very specifically gave that What's caveat. What's next? You taking up tennis? <laughs> hey, uh, which of your friends is the is your favorite friend? Which of your friends? Which friend is the best? Living or dead? Oh, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um. Well, jokes on you because it's Marcel the monkey. <laughs> My favorite character. Who might be dead, right? I, I feel like that monkey's probably not with us anymore. Monkeys can live for a long time. Okay. We need listeners. Tell us if Marcel the monkey. I don't have time to Google this right now. I've got a show to do. I think that is all. Okay. I have one more shout out that I must mention, and it's for our listener, Kathy. Now, this is not the bad Kathy from the bachelor show. Itself. Kathy didn't get yeah, in touch with you. She didn't call me and say, zip it, zip it. She was like, stop talking shit about me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good Kathy. Now she said that please don't go is by Casey and the sunshine band, which is true. That is accurate. But the song you were referring to. So here's the Casey and the sunshine band version. Please don't But the version you were referring to was the W version that was released in 1992, which is a cover of the Casey and the Sunshine Band huh. version. Oh, I didn't know that so, it was a cover. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So Kathy taught us something. So here's the, the W version. Please don't go. Don't go. Yes, so I wanted to clear that up because there were some concerns that we had gotten a fact wrong. And all I can say to that is Never. we get multiple facts wrong every episode. Did you know Never. you only use 10% of your brain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall being wrong about anything. <laughs> all right, let's, you want to get into the show? Yeah. Shows, I, I should like say. I had like one more thing that I was going to say. One more shout out. Well, we've or... only burned 15 minutes here. I mean, if you want to, we've got more stuff to talk about. Let's do it. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I would just like to say for all of our Bravo listeners, if anyone is watching Southern Charm and is also amazed by how great this season is, please hit me up. I would love to discuss. 
Now, uh, Lee also said that we are sleeping on Special Forces World's Toughest Test. Oh, right. Yeah, I had heard that as well because Sandoval's on there. Tyler, Nick Vial, Brian Austin Green. So it is... Tara Reid, I believe. Oh, yeah, this is... Tara Dice. (laughs) Almost Tara Dice. She lives in Tara, Tara, Tara (laughs) Dice. That's a Casey and the Sunshine Uh. Band song. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now let's get into The Bachelor, The Golden Bachelor. Okay. Last week in the mansion, how do you feel about there only being three hometowns? I wanted to know why. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it they didn't want as much travel? Is it? Uh, I I mean, I just did the definite, like, I would guess that it was maybe that he knew he felt strongly about three of them, but that didn't seem to be the case. No, I mean, he freaked out at the Santa Monica Pier. He, yeah. like, wanted to jump off the pier in the water to escape this, yeah. Don't do it, Gary. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> it. <laughs> um, so I just kind of wanted to know why, because that that's a pretty, like, I don't recall ever there being a time when... We didn't have four right. hometowns. I mean, I guess they're shaking things up with the Golden Bachelor. Maybe they're trying to save some money. I don't know what the deal is. But... Well, Jesus, they've saved enough money on this show. These women haven't even gone anywhere. No, I know. There was no trips Zero. anywhere. Yeah, it looks like they're going somewhere later. Like, but like, they didn't get to go anywhere where they got to say, this place is the perfect place to fall in love. The only place is the perfect place to fall in love is the Santa Monica Pier. They didn't get to go to... Finland or whatever that uh, Estonia, any like cool little countries that you didn't really realize were tucked up in there. Scottsburg or wherever. <laughs> Where's Ari from? Oh, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. God, Scottsdale, Arizona is the perfect place to fall uh, in love. Wherever Nick Vile was from, like Traverse City. <laughs> <laughs> we have a cherry festival. Uh, Mario Batali pops out. <laughs> I'm problematic. Oh. Um, There's a whole documentary about me. Mario. (laughs) Now I live in Michigan because that's the only place it'll take me. I've gone from Michelin star restaurants to Michigan star (laughs) restaurants. Oh, man. Um, That was good. Yeah, they're doing water aerobics. Mm -hmm. They're singing Hava Nagila for some reason. Yeah. is one of the contestants Jewish? Like, what is... Uh, Leslie has a Star of David. Oh, okay. Well, there it is. That, yeah. that would explain it then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is Gary Jewish? He's from Indiana. I, I mean, I don't... Be- I have not been led to believe so, but I don't know. Maybe yeah, so. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are only six women left, and that feels... It feels quick, right? This feels very quick. It's going to be over in like two weeks. But honestly, my response is, thank God. Like, I have liked yeah, this. It's but... been a nice novelty. I think uh-huh. their instinct to make it quick is correct. Their instinct is never to make things quick either. That's what, yeah. like, their instinct should always be to make things quick. Mm-hmm. Like, I should always be like, man, this is over already. I yeah, wanted like, more. Oh, I kind of kind of yeah. miss it. You like, got to leave on a high instead of like, Jesus, is this show do. still on? Now they're doing it, yeah. right? Let's get this thing. But we still got hometowns. We got fantasy suite dates. We got engagement. Well, so so three episodes plus women tell all. So there's still a month of this. Um, if they well, they always tag the women tell all onto another. Like they'll double. Sometimes nah, I mean they only got an hour. They'll piggyback that okay. shit. If there's three hometown dates, does that mean there's only two fantasy suite dates? It sounds like it. Yeah, Gary's really getting screwed by not getting well, screwed as much. Well, I just feel much. like that's a little weird because he also typically 
two of the contestants will meet his family, which right. I presume will be his daughters. But if the fantasy suites are only two people, who's he cutting after fantasy suites? He can't cut anybody. So he's just boning both women and then they both get to meet his family? Or, Who, how will we know who's the best in bed if right. no one gets cut from fantasy Right, suites? I mean, that's what this is all about. Yes, yeah, you're right. Something is off Something's because we can't cut. Give. Something smells to high heaven here. Call us Jack Nicholson <laughs> and Meryl Streep because something's got to get. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I thought, isn't that Diane Keaton? Something's got to get. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But that, how about Meryl Streep and her husband being oh, separated Oh, yes. I thought we mentioned that no, we last mentioned time. Will and Jada. I swear we mentioned Meryl Streep last time too. I don't think so. It's worth mentioning I feel like again. I saw it on like Monday morning after we recorded, and I was like, "These motherfuckers are." They stole our bit. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Meryl. <laughs> oh, I'm Meryl Streep. The performance of a lifetime was pretending like she was still married to that guy. I feel like we talked about Meryl Streep for some reason, but it wasn't. In connection to the separation, I don't think. I thought it was, but whatever. It's worth mentioning again. A lot of people are doing it. It's a hot, it's a sexy new trend to be separated for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun new trend. All right, so let's get into the episode. I agree the math doesn't math for the the way someone's not going to get cut at some point. Uh, Maybe all three of the hometowns will go to fantasy suites if Gary wants. Something's up. Something stinks. Somebody needs to figure this out. But let's stick with the show that we've got in front of us. So we've got Ellen ranting about how kids today don't know how to play Canasta anymore. Which just smacked of kids these days. True. (laughs) But also, like, do you know how to play Canasta? Ellen? No, no, you. Oh, no. Right, so it's not just kids no, these days. No, I'm saying days. it's true. Yes. Oh, well, it I was think kids she's... like three generations I think she's talking about us. No, no, We're I think kids. she's talking about like her grandkids. Like That's they've always us. got their faces in their screens. I'm, I'm the age group of Ellen's grandkids. No, I don't. I don't believe so. No, because they are the Ellen uh, is like seventy three. Yes, which is the age of your parents and my parents is the demo. Now so, this is I feel like another Paul Rudd moment where yeah, these look, people are the age group of our parents, so they're Paul really Rudd not that old. Was I want to mention until twenty eighteen. <laughs> I am the age of Ellen's grandkids. <laughs> And it is 1999. <laughs> That's all what's happening right now. 20 years ago was the 1970s, and you can't tell me otherwise. If you made the Wonder Years right now, it would be set in the 60s still. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Which actually is what happened when they remade the Wonder Years. But, yeah, no, we are the age of these people's children. These these are our parents. Well, here. anyway. Their grandchildren are our children's age deal with that you need to go lie down a minute (laughs) process all this you just need to really take it easy on this podcast this episode you're really coming at me i'm not coming at you Uh it's a it's a fun back and forth it's like a tennis match it's Uh, like a fun back and forth i heard that that's not the tennis match metaphor that it's (laughs) i talked to this person and now you're gonna talk to them that's how tennis that's how tennis works sorry i misunderstood yeah Gary is wondering if his relationship with Faith has maxed out. So he gives her what uh, Jesse Palmer calls a magical once-in-a-lifetime 
one-on-one date, which is flying in a helicopter and landing on a yacht. Yes. Which is, I mean, it's once in a lifetime unless you're on The Bachelor. Yes, it's a once a season thing for The Bachelor, but it is like, I've not done that. I've ridden in a helicopter one time, but we didn't land on a yacht. And you'll recall I tried to take pictures with my head camera and it did not. My GoPro strapped in my head and it did not work at all. I was too busy. Close. I did not keep my eyes open for that. Yeah. Cause I you, was about to lose my lunch. That um, is usually my move. So the shoe was on the other foot this time. Though you didn't yeah. actually throw. Then I threw up later on the dolphin tour that we did that same trip. A snorkeling trip. Yeah. Yeah. We're going snorkeling. I, is it, am I correct in thinking that aren't old people not supposed to do like amusement park stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not judging, but like, isn't that a thing where it can like really mess with your back and stuff? I mean, I know they have warnings that are like, if you have heart conditions, yeah, presumably like the elderly, presumably everyone who rode the rides was safe to ride the rides. I'm not the, the safety coordinator here. I will say that we're getting ahead of ourselves now. Oh, not really. Um, because we're right on track. As opposed no, to the, we are ahead because we have to cover Faith's date. First. Oh no, but I'm but. jumping back to Faith's date, which is Gary looked like an old man driving that car the other day with no headlights. But I thought he looked like a fucking baller driving that Jeep around. I thought yeah, this was like peak Gary. I thought he looked great. It was a Bronco. It was it a Bronco. A oh, okay. Oh, it's a Bronco. Okay. <laughs> I feel like driving that really Bronco Gary, around. That's kind of like his thing is being in classic cars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. He looked I like really that car. good. Like his yeah. hair, his shirt, like that was peak Gary. Like he I did agree. not look, he looked 10 years younger than when he was well, driving also, that. Also, it was daytime. I know. And the, the <laughs> lights were working. Working. But I just, it's amazing what, you know, a different situation can do for Gary him. Gary looked good. They, somebody posted some pictures of him playing pickleball. I mean, Gary's an attractive man. Yeah. Yeah. The ladies he's are into fit. him. Yeah. He's got a nice head of hair. Yeah. yeah. Are you still generally feeling that he's a little boring? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I do think that he is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think anything happened in this episode that would have like made a difference in no. you feeling that he was less boring. I mean, I feel like the thing that usually happens in normal seasons is happening in this season, which is like now all these ladies are nice. Gary's nice. It's going to be, I, I don't foresee any big drama sure. from here on out. Sure. I mean, we saw this, I believe this kind of happened in charity season, right? Where like things got just sort of like, Oh, they're actually it's finding like, oh, love, which is fun, but like... Y'all are all nice guys. Yeah, right. Like, oh, this is good for you, but it's not entertaining television. I feel like the only one that like... Ellen was pre- was kind of sassy, uh, but that... And now Ellen's gone. Right. So. <laughs> and she, like, oh, she was a little sassy, but not like tremendously sassy. She wasn't Kathy sassy. No, God. Get Kathy out of here, but actually get her back in because we got to have something interesting happen. The helicopter date did one of your favorite things where they fly over the mansion to taunt the other women. Classic. Yeah, classic move. Classic move. Yeah. Um, Gary said that he was worried at first that his attraction to Faith was just physical. Whoa. Just wanted to bang. Yeah. But now he said this date shows that it's more than that. He said, I've got to have faith, faith, faith. I've got to have faith. (laughs) good stuff 
<laughs> that's the stuff. That's, that's the ticket. That's what the <laughs> listeners are here for. Um, Ellen does kind of pull a Kathy because she gets a little bit annoyed when Faith comes back from the date and she's like giving some date details. And Ellen says, you're not that special girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't they kind of like ask her what happened on the date? Yeah. Though? Like, I feel like this is the yes. same trap as Teresa. It's not though. Cause like Teresa was clearly seeking Kathy out and being like, Hey, Kathy, <laughs> listen, Kathy, I know we're such good yeah. friends that I can tell you this. You love to hear and details. And they showed her like going on and on about it. I feel like they just kind of asked Faith and she told them, but... But then they got a little salty about Ellen it. Ellen did, yeah. I feel this, so, but here's the thing is if Faith would have been like, you know, I like to keep that to myself, they would have gotten mad about that too. Like there's no winning in this right, situation. Because that, that happened on the normal season um, with... Uh, that country singer, right? Or whoever, the single mom that got cut early, but she was like, I'm just trying to keep this to myself. And they were like, you can't do that. Like, there's just, there's really no right way to go about it. You have to narrow it down when you say that country singer, because we've had several. The girl that got to like meet his family. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, early on. And yep. she was from Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. Her mom that. was that. Her mom oh, yes. was the country right. singer. Right, her mom was the famous country singer that are some listeners like, you've never heard of this lady nope. before. <laughs> yeah, and we don't remember like her the, name now. Like the Scottston sisters. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. She was, it was uh, Kelly Scottston. She was the daughter she of was Barbara Scottston. Hocus Pocus sisters. <laughs> the Sanderson sisters. Right, the fourth unknown Sanderson sister, yeah. Scottston sister. Okay, so uh, anything else you want to say about the Faith date? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, Faith talks about how she had a hard childhood and kind of lived as a homeless teen and that that led her to date men who weren't he- emotionally healthy. Sure, so yeah. I could see Faith being a little hard scrapple. Yeah, sure. And I think, that, I mean, that was interesting. He didn't press for a lot of details, which I think is the classy move, but that is like there's a backstory here that we don't yeah. have necessarily. So, or, or just is very alluded to. When they go on the group date, Gary talks to Leslie and he says, <laughs> so how you been lately? I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> like, yeah, Gary, because you didn't give me the date. What like oh, classic Gary? Classic Gary Bear. He also says, "I've got bruises from our one-on-one date in odd places." Whoa! Yeah, and uh, he says that he wakes up in the night thinking about her and laughing. <laughs> like he wakes up and laughs. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh Leslie." <laughs> yeah. So then I feel he like Gary Go ahead. might low key be just like a freak. Okay. I mean, he might be low-key a freak. Just he might, because yeah. he's trying too hard to be normal. He, he Like, you feel like there's got to be something more going mm-hmm. on here. Yeah, let's get our Robins on it to Gary's dig this up. Gary's got some bodies buried in his backyard. <laughs> Gary knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah. So, Leslie gets upset. Uh, she's talking about how she's been cheated on in previous relationships and that that... It's kind of sounds like she was cheated on and then her partners like decided to go with the other person and not mm-hmm. Leslie. And so she says that the show kind of has a specific trigger in that sense right. for her because she doesn't like feeling not chosen. Why did you come on this show? <laughs> I do think that the this group 
even more than usual, was like not aware of the emotions that were going to happen being on this show. Yeah. In some ways. I just think that that, like, you're old. The emotions are going to be even stronger, you know? Well, like, you you should be a little more emotionally intelligent. Or that's the assumption, is that you would have well, a little bit stronger grasp of I your emotions. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I definitely feel like just being our ages... Like I cry a lot more now than I did when we when I was like in my 20s or even in my 30s. I feel like I've always been a fairly emotional person, but like stuff that probably wouldn't get to me gets to me now and I got to think that just gets worse the older you get. I don't know. I mean, I just still bottle everything up like always. That's, that's yeah, my plan. Or there's that. For the long run. Yeah, that's just what I'm going to keep doing. This has worked for me thus far, <laughs> and I'm just going to keep it up. Yeah, it's definitely... What's one thing that's happened that's bad for me bottling up my emotions? <laughs> I can't think of anything. I, I agree with you that they probably know less about, like, the paradigms of the show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, is that, am I saying that word correctly? I think so, sure. Like, I supervised a student thesis the other day, and she said it, para, how did she say it? I don't know, I wasn't You there. say it paradigm. Paradigm, yeah. She said like, paradigm no. or something. No, that's not right. But, Whoever this is. But yeah. I was, she said it so like with such authority that I was like, have I been saying that word incorrectly this whole time? And in like academia, they actually pronounce it. I think she's like paradigm. I, I don't know. Paradigms. No, I mean, I think I have always said paradigms Para- and I'm going to keep paradig- saying. Paradigm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole paradigm shift. In American English, however, this is usually said as paradigm. Um, no, I agree that they probably know less about this is how the roses work. This is how the day, like all of that stuff. I just, I don't know. You have to know that if you're going on a show where the person is going to be choosing other people and not you or choosing you, but it's stressful, like me. We say it all the time. Maybe this isn't the right show for you. It might not be the show for you. It might not. I do think that a lot of these folks maybe... I do think as you get older, you create like more of a comfort zone for yourself. So it's been longer since you felt some of these emotions potentially. Yeah. Like, whereas if you're 20, it's just like, God, my life is a, is chaos right. all the time. Right. And if you're 70, it's like, well, things are in a They're lot of ways fairly like settled. Disruptive yeah. emotions. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I would also like to say that after Leslie, like talks a long time about all this stuff, Gary says, thanks for that. <laughs> Like, fuck you, Gary. Because isn't she like, I'm falling in love with yeah, you? Yeah, she whispers, I'm yeah. falling in love with you. And he says, you're my girl and gives her a nod. <laughs> which I was like, I feel like they're setting up us up for Leslie to get cut, which would be a total dick move from Gary. But it also makes me wonder if he chooses Leslie because I don't think Gary is smart enough to like play the game. So if Gary is telling Leslie that she's his girl... I mean, I don't think he's playing. I think he is doing something better than the others do of not saying, I, no. I'm falling in love with you back. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's not what I mean. Okay. But I guess that does... I don't think that Gary isn't smart or not smart enough to play the game. I think that Gary is too good of a person to 
say those things to all of them. Yes. So I feel like if he's saying that to Leslie, he might only be saying it to Leslie. Oh, interesting. Okay, so who do you... I mean, it's time to go ahead, because we're down to three women at the end. Let's go ahead and say, at the end of this episode, we've got Leslie, Teresa, Faith. I think, it's, our I think it's Leslie. Okay. I actually would have said Leslie even without that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's Teresa. Yeah, I think it comes down to Faith and Leslie. I agree. Who are fairly similar women too. Yeah. Like we've talked about we didn't know what Gary's type Teresa's was. more of the outlier. Yeah, but even she's not as much of an outlier as like Susan. You know, yeah. like yeah. I was kind of surprised that Susan was still around. She does not seem to be Gary's type. And Sonia slash <laughs> Sandra, Sandra, which is her real name. Um, yes. So I, I agree. I think it comes down to Leslie and Faith. Let's make it interesting. I'm going to root for Faith. Okay, just I feel to like make faith it interesting. Faith is a little bit of the dark horse. Yeah. Faith would it would be an interesting stat to add to the system because Faith got the first impression. Yes, rose. yeah. I was kind of feeling like Faith was suffering from first impression rose syndrome, mm-hmm. in which Gary would say, "Oh, like." I'm going to put you on the back burner a little bit because I know I have you, Mm -hmm. but that date went well. F-I-R-S, first impression rose syndrome. It affects a lot of us. It's a silent. That's not. (laughs) Now you're trying to get all these acronyms like that other guy, but you're not him. What Uh, other guy? That guy, that clip that we showed from. uh, Oh, yes, yes, right. Yeah. F-I-R-S. You heard it here first. Actually, he probably uses that. Um, so Gary freaks out on the group. Yes, date he does. And is like, I can't hand out this rose. His hands are shaking, not just from the Parkinson's. <laughs> is that no good? <laughs> no, we're leaving that in. Yeah. <laughs> leaving that um, in. Um and he yeah, he's like, I have to think about it a little more. Um, I'm gonna do it tomorrow night. Yeah. I don't mind this move. And all the ladies are like, this is definitely the right decision. I think the only one that he was a little bit on the fence with was Ellen. Yeah, I think so too. I like, it wasn't, he wasn't like, God, I really got it. I don't know if I'm keeping Susan or not. <laughs> I don't mean to Man, pick on Susan on so Susan. much. Susan, Susan, your, Susan is wonderful. for a bruising <laughs> from Susan. <laughs> Susan seems like a wonderful person yeah. for the right Susan fella. Susan seems cool. Well, she does seem cool. I think maybe that's the maybe reason why she doesn't seem cool. like she's the right lady for Gary. Yeah. All right. You got anything else to say about Golden Bachelor? Or you want to move mm. on to Bachelor in Paradise? Let's go to Paradise, okay. I guess. So I'm... I how did, okay. How did you feel about bringing people from the Great White North, uh, which Canada? Yes. People, how do you feel about them bringing contestants that we don't know at all? Because I'll say this is something that I think, in theory, I would and possibly in the past even have argued in favor of. Uh-huh. Like, can you just bring in mm-hmm. new people to mix it up? I did not care for it. I don't know if I'm supposed to be rooting for her or against her. I don't know how like manipulative she is. It really threw me for a loop uh, not knowing anything about Sam. So I completely disagree. Okay. Okay. So I like that this is a catalyst because a lot of times people come down and they're like, oh, Davi is here. Davi is going to shake everything up. And then they don't. It's just like the same thing. But like Sam actually feels like... She is a little bit of a wild card. We don't know what to expect from her. She reminded me of the twins. Yes. Um, Like she seemed like fun. She did seem like she was going to shake things up. So I liked. And also 
this deep in the season is fine. Like, I don't want three Canadians coming day one. <laughs> but like this, I mean, and it clearly well, shows that they're yeah. running out of people. I guess it's also no different from like Sam being there. Like the other Sam. Sure, exactly. Where we're like, yeah. oh, I, don't, I was like, I don't know who this is. You get eliminated the first night and then you get a ticket to paradise. Like, right. how does that yeah. work? So here's my question is, can this Sam poop? We don't <laughs> find out. I like that John Henry just says, so I guess this is Sam. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the only thing I didn't like about Sam arriving is that it gave Jesse an opportunity to speak as fucking French. That is the smuggest, like, non-French asshole that I've ever heard French. (laughs) He's like, back to friends again. Ooh. This is Joey's fake French accent. Yeah, man. Yep. Je m'appelle. Mes poupous. You Making know, friends references left and right. For somebody that claims to hate friends, you sure do reference it a lot, <laughs> don't you? I think Could I be any more of a friends fan? I think the only thing that you don't like about friends is that you watch Ross and you're like, I hate that guy and I am Ross. Yes. Oh, that's what. <laughs> One of the big things I don't like about Friends. Yeah, Uh, you know, I really liked Friends, and then we were on a break. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) All right. So overall, I liked Sam coming, and I thought she was the fun that they needed with the truth or dare game to kind of get get things moving. Sometimes you need, like, an outside agent that's coming in to like, I and agree. she also, so the most shocking thing for me is there's a bachelor in pa- paradise, Canada. Like I had no idea. Do they go, do they go to like Vancouver Island? <laughs> where do they, they go? go to Victoria <laughs> where we went this summer? They're like, Oh, this is so toasty. <laughs> oh, it's warm here. I'm so glad we're on this tropical <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Let's take a boot over there. Let's take the boat out. <laughs> Boot oot. Um, Blake did say something this episode that sounded so Canadian. I have. He was it. like, I yeah. guess you need to figure it out. Yeah, I have that in my I notes. love when yeah. Canadians like try to not do that and then they just can't help themselves. Yeah, no, I have it specifically in my notes. Now I want to find it because it says like Blake in Canadian. Yeah, where's and I'll find it. We'll get to it. Um, so yeah, I liked Sam overall. How did you feel about the the Sam Sean dynamic? I like it when she was calling him a baby, mm-hmm. and she was like, "You're gonna be okay, just not with me." How about when Pilot Pete, when she says she's 34, says, "Wow, you look great." Yeah, 34 isn't right. old. I agreed. I have the same reaction. God. Of like, what? That's oh my god! I thought you would have been on the Golden Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when uh, Brett on Vanderpump Rules asks Sheena how she feels about being middle aged when she's like 35. <laughs> And then she just died. Yeah, she died right there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, of of old age. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Here was my thought on this episode. Sorry, my eye itches. Uh, How are we only at the second rose ceremony of the season? Doesn't it feel like Bachelor in Paradise has already been on for like at least four weeks? That's shock. I mean, it has. That's shocking to me. I didn't realize second rose ceremony. I would have thought that this was like the fourth rose ceremony. It's got to be the fourth week for us. It is the fourth week for... I mean, it's the fifth week. Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise premiered the same time. 
And this was the fifth episode of both. So they're just drawing it out. We're only getting a rose ceremony every other week. Yes. No, they're really That's like bullshit. drawing this out. Yeah, because we don't, there's no sign of another one on the horizon. No. At I'm like, all. I don't even know. Like, who has the roses? There I guess are the men roses? have the roses again because the ladies had the roses. No, the women, ha- well, the men have the roses now. Yes, yes. because the women have the roses. Episode, yeah. Yeah. That was the, so yeah, we had Kylie gave to Avon, mm-hmm. Rachel to Brayden, Eliza to Aaron, Kat to Tanner, Jess to Blake, Olivia to John Henry. And that was one of the like, what's going to happen? It wasn't a surprise, though. Of course, it was going to John Henry. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes to Tyler and Sam to Peter. Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete, which I honestly feel like she just kind of picked a random guy. Well, I feel like she just didn't want to pick Sean. Yes. She was like, go home, baby. Yes. It's time for bed. I'm just a little guy. (laughs) (laughs) So John B., Aaron, and Sean go home. I am a John B. stan. And I wish he would have stayed a little longer. I know you are. I stand by my point that I don't think Paradise is his medium. That's fair. That is fair. How about Sean having hemorrhoids? (laughs) He mentioned that he had hemorrhoids. And he did make a good joke where he's like, she would have realized I'm more mature if I would have told her that. What are hemorrhoids? You know, I'm not entirely sure in myself. Yeah, I could. It's something on your your asshole. I mean, I think so. I think that's the medical term. Like you strain too much. I think that's the medical terminology for it. What's going on with all this like butt problem stuff? All these butt issues on Paradise. There's hemorrhoids. The pooping. One of our our sons, really his favorite game. Yeah. The butt touch. Uh, the butt touch yeah. game. I got the butt touch today. Uh, yeah. We were out and about the other day and Ryan got triple butt touch. Yeah, just in the park. And I'm sure all these people are like, why is this child <laughs> smacking this man's butt? And then Ryan had to be like, that's enough. I said it was enough. Well, I did say it was well, enough. Yeah. You, I feel like you encourage the butt touch. And I then do. And you get really mad when it's time to, for it to be over. Yes. But guess what? You have fostered the butt touch environment. No, I have. It's true. It is my fault. I completely agree that that's the case. I take full responsibility. Well, Well, not full responsibility, but I take some responsibility for this butt touch pandemic that's going (laughs) around right now. And there's no vaccine for the (laughs) butt touch. All right. Uh, so, question. Yeah. Is it Kat's birthday? I don't know. Did they mention that? I feel like I haven't seen someone be this hilariously obnoxious about their birthday since Stasi Schroeder graced us on Vanderpump Rules. And actually, I loved it. Like You, you know love Cat being this obnoxious about her birthday? Yeah, it is your birthday, Cat. And I will say... I don't want to be a cat apologist. I th- still think she's an awful person. I very much enjoyed the karma of what happened on this mm-hmm. episode. All of it. Mm-hmm. She's correct. Like, it is kind of a dick move. Yes. It's her birthday. Yes. And Tanner's she is like, right. I am going to go on this date. She is. Like, so she's actually, she's right about more than that. So she's not only right that that's a dick move, but she's right that she doesn't need somebody. This is, I always say this, and I'm coming back to it again. She doesn't need somebody that's that indecisive about her. Her mistake was then continuing I to harp on it. disagree. It's paradise. Like what? You're supposed to go down there, go on one date with someone and be like, you're my person. No, but I'm just saying like... I just, I don't think it's a good move to be like, yeah, I'll be waiting here on the beach for you after this. Well, I don't either, but there's like a middle option where you're like, go have fun. Like we can figure out our stuff when you come back or like, I'll not like I'll be waiting for you, but like, 
I hope you have clarity. I went on multiple dates. You can go on multiple dates. I don't, I don't like this thing of just because someone wants to explore other options, like they're doing something wrong or like you should know exactly how you feel about someone after you've had one date with them. No, I mean, I don't think they're doing something wrong. I just think it's fine for Kat to be like, you know, I want somebody who's more into me, but then stop. Her mistake was like then to obsess over Tanner after that. Like the right thing to do is like, yeah, I guess I need somebody else who's more into me. Goodbye, Tanner. I'm just saying that if Kat, let me rephrase. Yeah. If Kat wants... Please do. Yeah, let me mansplain this to you. No, first of all, I'm standing up for Kat, which is a surprising move, and I think that's interesting. I'm just saying if she wants someone who's more committed, totally fine. I think that's a totally reasonable response. I think where she went off the rails was then to continue to obsess over Tanner after she was like, I want a man, not a boy. Like, well, cool. Then go get that instead. Right? Like that. I think that... (laughs) Her, you know, I think that her pride was hurt. Oh, sure. Of course and it was. She yeah. was lashing out w- about that, you know, because she couldn't own up to the fact that it, like, that she, you know, again, that it yeah. hurt her feelings and her made her look silly to have Tanner do exactly what she did to Brayden. Yes, huh? that's also true. That is, a, there's a hypocrisy in it. Yeah. I feel like Kat seems like she would fit in, not as a child, but now on the Willy Wonka tour. Like, I feel like she yeah. could have won a golden ticket and go and be like, that's my birthday. Yeah. And then like fallen into well, like a birth, a giant birthday cake or that something. That was like the... The fit that I was referencing, which I'm gonna look for that clip. There's gotta be a yeah, YouTube no, find video that of that woman losing her shit on the parent track. Yeah, no, I would love if you find it. I'll put it in. I, I regret to you and our listeners that it didn't go in. Last but week. yeah, I I agree. There's a very like childlike temper tantrum yes. behind cat. Yes. Oh, I hate this place. This may be somebody's idea of fun, but it's not mine. I hate the fish. I hate the lake. Also, I feel like the way that she's wearing her hair and just kind of her general demeanor, and take this for what it's worth, but she seems like she could fit right into like a 90s girl group named like Dreams yes. with a Z. Yes. Well, no, there's, there's like an another. Like off, yeah. off, off Spice Girls. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, not only that, the other thing that is very childish about her when she says, I'm ready to open mouth make out for my birthday. Yeah. Like that sounds like something yeah. that like a 14 year old would say. She sounds like the mean girl on um, 13 going on 30. The one that grows up to be Judy Greer. <laughs> oh, I, but like as a 13 year old. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> so she's, again, neither of us are cat apologists. I see some things where she's right. Tanner shouldn't have done that. It is great drama and it is great karma, but as an ethical move, philosophers would argue. I'm not even going to say that she's right, even though I think I just did. And that Tanner shouldn't have done it. it it's a paradise move. It's a uh-huh. dick move. Yes. I don't think that he was even outside of the bounds of like, what you should and shouldn't do. I think she just thought that he never would. Right. You right, know right. what I mean? Yes. She felt more secure in this. Yeah, yeah. And she shouldn't have. Yeah. 
Well, let's talk about Brayden and Rachel painting each other as pinatas. I loved this day. I did too. And this is, so I actually think that when I saw Brayden and Kat together and was like, this is the type of relationship that I want to see them both in. I actually think that that's true here, but it's actually true. Yes. Like Rachel is tightly strung. She seems like someone who's very sensitive, who likes to have everything kind of the way that she Mm -hmm. wants it. And I felt like she actually seemed like a lot of fun on this date. Yeah. And I liked that. This date made me like Rachel better, which is one of the things we want from from Paradise. It's a new view on these people when she was like, I f- probably feel too comfortable with Braden now that he's put paint in my crevices. Like they were having a great time. This can and she like he like painted her butt with a with like, a roller. Yeah. But also, so this <laughs> continues as opposed to what with his hands. Well, I feel yeah. like that would have been a different show. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this Still. continues. Yo, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. This continues to stymie me because they will sh- show n- they will box out her butt. But then when it's painted, they wouldn't box it out. (laughs) But then later they did, but it's very confusing. The standards and practices at ABC. I honestly think they do it just to fuck with you. Not you, but like us. Also me. Yeah. Yeah, Specifically like (laughs) They're like, where can we put that black box so that Ryan Weber will be... Will be uh, frustrated. (laughs) But yeah. What's behind that box? What's behind the box? What's in the box? I did. I like this date a lot. It was a lot of fun. Braden does his Borat impression, but it's cute. His stupid little rap at the end, which was terrible. I actually thought it was pretty good. Because it went on a long time. It went on a long time. That one was not good. He rapped in a closer a couple weeks ago, and that was actually pretty good. (laughs) This was not very good. (laughs) <laughs> but this was a fun episode. And I also loved, like, when they showed up later all dressed up as pinatas. Like, it felt like this, like, injection yes. of life yeah. into this I dour situation. Just, like, passing out candy to yeah. everybody. Like, that, it looked like <laughs> yeah. fun. No, they were having it. a good time. Yeah, I agree. And I, I liked it, too, that... The date was really weird. Like, yes. And I don't feel like they tried to like connect it to anything no. else. They're just like, this is what you're doing. Yeah, it's just a weird <laughs> date. Like, it's kind of sexy, kind of weird, yeah. playful, fun. Yeah, I feel like this is a this is a paradigm of a great bachelor date. It fits right in the paradigm. I think that's how she said it. Paradigm. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I believe it's I'm gonna paradigm. I'm going to have to ask Dr. Conway. We're going to get... Um, I'll, I'll, I already embedded... You didn't get to hear, but I already embedded a pronunciation guide earlier. That has so. to be the only other way you would say it. Yeah. Paradigm. But that's... It's paradigm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, paradigm. Uh, if we're wrong, we're wrong together. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. <laughs> but not in this case. Paradigm. Uh, what did you think about Davia's move of just coming in, claiming, ta- not claiming Tanner, yeah. but she's like, I want that. I want that. Well, Tanner's into fitness and she's into fitness. So, of course, they're a great match. Did I, you know that Davia has one green eye and one blue eye? That is new information. This is brand new information. Another friend's reference. Can't Another I can't friend's <laughs> reference. That is brand new information. I can't help myself. Um, yeah, I thought it was fine because that's who she wanted. And so that's who she took on the date. Yeah. Again, that's a paradise move. And she's behind for time. She's behind the eight ball. She's behind. I don't think that's the right metaphor, but 
She's behind for time. She's got to make it up. So behind the eight ball. Yeah, that's actually not the oh, metaphor. Oh, I was for. thinking of a magic eight ball. No, no, <laughs> the actual eight ball. How you're? She knows everything. Yeah, yeah, like you have the eight ball in the way, so you would scratch and lose if you hit the ball in. Hmm. That's the metaphor. I don't think that really works in this situation. Uh, you know, we all knew it was Cat's birthday. Davia didn't apparently know, but Tanner did. Yeah. Also, what did you think of Tanner's move where he was like, yes, I'd love to go. Let me talk to Kat. And then was like, how would you feel if I went on a date with Javier? Well, um, you just agreed on it. So. I mean, I, uh, I kind of see both sides on that. I don't, he wasn't going to ask Kat permission to go. Uh-huh. So on the one hand, I kind of understand why he would want to be like, yes, I'll go. Let me talk to Kat. I just think he should have said, like, how do you feel about me going on a date? Like, he phrased it like Kat had a choice in the matter, and she doesn't. Yeah. Like, he had already agreed. At that point, you don't really need to talk to Kat, because you've already said you're going to go. I think it's good to talk to Kat, but just to say, like, but he framed it like it was a discussion just they were having. Just to be like, I'm yeah. sorry, you, prob- you might have your feelings hurt. Yes. But I'm going on this right. date, and you know that. Yeah, well, and then he's like, his just was I think we're in a super good place right now. <laughs> I think Tanner's a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what? Real Tanner wouldn't have done this. This know, fake this tan fake that they tan. got. This we can't judge real Tanner based on that. I have another real insight from this episode. Olivia is a wonderful narrator of what's going on in paradise. Yeah, I, I I do. She's kind of become the Greek chorus. Yeah, um, I like that. And I don't love. I feel like Olivia kind of gets on my nerves. Um, See, and that's, I agree, but like, this is a great role for it her. It is a great role. This I is kind of what feel I'm like saying. She needs yeah. to just pop up as like Wells's sidekick. Yeah, exactly. Instead of actually being a contestant. That's exactly what I'm getting I don't at. feel like there's any chemistry at all between her and John Henry. No. Even yeah. though I did, like, I liked them on their date together, but I don't know. And then it appears that maybe next week, some of that kind of... Hits the fan. They were welded together, but uh, the weld didn't hold. I don't know enough (laughs) about welding to actually make (laughs) They were welded together until an ATV tore (laughs) them apart. Webster's Dictionary defines welding as the joining of two metals. What a paradigm. Um, yeah, but I thought that that, like, that's the role I want her in is like, tell me what's going on, Olivia. Describe this to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked it when they brought the cake down to Kat and that the kitchen staff also comes down. (laughs) (laughs) And this lady's, this lady's nitroglycerin. We need to handle her carefully. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the moment on Vanderpump Rules when Kristen Doty gets fired and they show the whole kitchen staff like celebrating <laughs> and they're like speaking in Spanish and they're like, Doty got fired <laughs> and they like high five each other. I feel like these people that work at this resort must see so much shit. Oh yeah, they must hate these people. 1,000 these people, yes. In fact... I think you need a second show. Ah, that's kind the of like staff. upper level. Yeah, what is it? Up, like, up, up, like upstairs, up, downstairs. Yeah, upstairs, downstairs. Like here's your Downton Abbey. Yeah, for the 21st century, right? It's these people. <laughs> That I think you get to know like the personalities of those people, yeah. like how, and like the other ones kind of wander in. They're like, ah, oh, Sam can't shit. Oh, cat's throwing a fit. <laughs> yeah, but it's really like their dramas and stuff. Or they should do like a twenty-minute mini episode. Yes, at the end. yes, like get to know the behind the scenes. I would love that. 
I thought that there was wonderful editing, speaking of behind the scenes, of like Kat going crazy on the pinata and Tanner and Davia on their date. Yes. Like the inner splicing there was when the editors get to let loose, they have a ball. I loved stuff. it when they're singing happy birthday and Aaron goes, Happy birthday. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't pull his piano out. Uh, but it like cats like walking away with the cake and he's yeah. like, happy birthday. <laughs> oh man. Delightful. This whole episode, like I feel like nothing really happened no. that I felt like was important except for the Blake and Jess stuff, yeah. which we'll get to. But I did, I was entertained. Yeah, this is this is a solid Paradise episode. So and I'm, I'm starting to like this cast a little more. Yeah, well, it took we, a while to get to yeah, know them. Yeah, Do you think that one of the saddest things you've seen in a long time is Wells taping that truth box back up again? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, I was like, I'm putting my truth box back together. <laughs> I feel like Wells is the only one who's kind of like playing a character at this point. I think they're all playing characters, but I think Wells is just better at it because he's got more experience doing it. And then, I mean, he launched into the, like all the box jokes, which, you know, is what's in the box. Well, it's like, that's the most beautiful box I've ever seen. That's what she said. I'm going to put something in that box. (laughs) Right. Oh, look at this. Show me your box. Yeah. Uh, I mean, truth or dare? Yeah, I didn't have a lot of insights from this other than the Jess thing that you wanted to Can we talk stop about. eating peppers? Yes. Isn't that dangerous? It is. It, like, Aaron did not look well. I did like when he was like, this pepper was teal. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was like, there was so many different colors. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I don't think that's a good idea. And that was the only dare that I was like, oh, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, I would die. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what they should have given to Sam, though, right? To get things moving. <laughs> oh. oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought the only interesting thing that really happens as a result of the truth or dare was Jess and Blake which has like they've been hard to get a read on because I feel like they're not really giving them a lot of screen time which definitely gets my hinkles up oh your hinkles are up I will they're up um, but I haven't really understood why like I like Jess a lot I like Blake Mm -hmm. so what's going on with them it seems like the only thing is like she really doesn't like him that much. Right. Though I thought it was very funny when Blake was like, we're going through the motion. Like he was talking like they had been married for 10 years. Like yeah. we're going through the motions, but there's not really anything here. Like yeah. this is like, way dude, too then, serious. Then move on. Yeah. You've only been on this beach for two weeks. So. Uh, but And I think that's kind of my thing going back to Kat too of like, okay, Tanner doesn't like you that much. Just move on. Well, like, we've said this last year about whoever that couple was. Was it Genevieve and Aaron? Yeah, right. When they were having like really big like That's right, hard like fights and we're like fights. well if you're fighting about this stuff now like just don't bother yeah right I this mean, is honestly, not gonna last no, yeah. yeah yeah um i do it's giving me grocery joe and kindle vibes oh interesting mm-hmm. okay i was trying because i was like this reminds yeah. me of a couple but like who is it and i feel like the same thing kind of happened there they seem more into each other like blake and jess just don't seem like there's all that much there yeah you know like they both seem like good people it's just like there's not and she clearly wants to explore other things oh here it is i say blake says i need to give you space to feel out. <laughs> and I have in Canadian in my notes. Feel out. Feel out. Yeah. Um, 
How about when she was like, I haven't done anything for myself yet. Like I keep doing things for you and for my friends. Like, what do you want to do, Jess? You're stuck on this resort. I mean, right? Uh, God, this is the, I just want to be selfish at this resort on this TV show that I'm on. Time, yeah. Which is like fine, but like, you're kind of, you're put, kind of here to be in a relationship. Well, uh, but also like then do that. Like, right. I yeah. need to put my oxygen mask on first and before I put your oxygen mask on, Blake. I do feel like Blake's reaction of like, yeah, well, I guess you need to figure that out. Yeah. And like, oot. See, you got to yeah. figure that out. Yeah. How about that music that they were playing? Yeah, it I sounded did not. like the music when they're driving up to the hotel in The Shining. <laughs> yeah, I could not put get a read on it at all. I yeah. mean, I think it was just built to rhetorically create more drama in a scene that was basically like, yeah, um, you clearly aren't feeling me. Yeah, right. So what are we you doing? You two aren't into it? each other at all. But it's so. like, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it didn't sound right. Like, yeah. not, it just didn't work. Uh, yeah. I thought, actually, I liked it, but I was like, man, this is a lot. Well, it like <laughs> called too much attention to itself. Yeah. Whereas I think it what you want. It insisted on itself. It insisted but... on itself for sure. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.